welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome to Adam's Rib. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 110. Or do you say 110? 110? I don't think you're technically supposed to say 100 and because that's, that's if what it's I a decimal. And I work you're in a school. teacher. <laughs> I just say 110. That's what I, so, okay. Welcome to episode 110. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, you guys know you can always find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitter. Um, iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud, SoundCloud Google Play. Stitcher, Google Play. Email us, adamsredpodcast at gmail.com. We got the website, adamsredpodcast.com. Um, and, of course, for any new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And for our people that hold us down every week, <laughs> thank y'all. We love y'all. Appreciate you. Um, so I'm really excited for episode 110. We have a special guest, somebody that I love. Jessica loves everybody. She's so uh, holy. Girl. <laughs> No, I'll be praying though. I do. I'll be praying. The Lord has worked on me. <laughs> but no, like I love this woman. Like this this my boo here. Like I just I really do love this lady. She's amazing. She's like she inspires me. I don't I don't even remember how we met, but I don't know. It's been a while, <laughs> but like she was somebody that prayed with me when I was like in some really dark times right before I had my youngest. And she's just always been such a huge supporter for me. And she's just, she means a lot to me. But my girl, Rachel Langford, is in the building with us. Hey, Rach. Hey, <laughs> like, so let me give y'all a little background about Rachel. She's amazing. She is one of the most, the baddest, coldest, one of the tightest makeup artist in the city of Indianapolis in the Midwest daggone it she just listen she didn't beat this face down a couple times and let me tell you I look like a whole nother person after Rachel to touch this face but she is she's amazing like girl for real she out here doing it she's doing it she just opened up her own shop makeup by Rachel like she's just she's incredible and what I love about her the most is that She's successful in everything she does. She's a an amazing entrepreneur, but like me, she is a single mom and she's just she's just an inspiration to any single mother that has a dream cuz she's grinded all her her way all the way to where she is now. And so I'm Did just, you mention that this episode was about single mothers? No, we ain't got there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm about to let get me, there. Let me so, <laughs> so as Lizzie just said, <laughs> this episode, though, the reason we have Rachel here with us is because this episode is about single moms. Like, um, And I thought Rachel would be the most amazing person to be on this episode with us because, yes, I'm a single mom, but y'all hear me every week. And y'all probably already know everything about me and my story. So I'm excited to have Rachel here because... Um, Rachel has a very interesting story and she has a dynamic testimony and the fact that she is such a powerful single mother and has accomplished so much. I just feel like she would just be so powerful and would help any single mom that's listening to us today. So Rachel, thank you for being here with us. Wow, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes. I feel so honored. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. So just tell us a little bit about you and just like 
just tell us about oh she has two amazing kids by the way tell us about the babies like tell us about Ooh, child they ain't babies oh well, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um my name is rachel langford i am um, a makeup artist uh, esthetician beauty educator um Hashtag beautypreneur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am the mom to two amazing, crazy scoops of, uh, I call them my two scoops of brown sugar. <laughs> um, Danielle is 18. She is Tennessee State University bound. Oh, yes. yes. Amen. And Donovan is 16, and he is officially a junior at Lawrence North High School. So. Oh um. Yeah, those are my peoples. That's awesome. <laughs> I call us the three amigos. That's, That's exciting. Right. She's going to TSU. Do you know what she's majoring in? Has she selected a major? Nursing. She's majoring yes. nursing. Uh, awesome. Nursing. <laughs> majoring in nursing and a uh, minor in Spanish. Okay. That's now. good. Yeah. My dad's a nurse, and okay. he was trying to learn some Spanish. That she's, she's been be taking good. Spanish yeah. since. What seventh that's or eighth so grade? Necessary. If you yeah. can speak another language, you yeah. can write your own ticket to any job. Exactly. Yes. I yes. told her I said this. It's just going to make her that much more mm-hmm. uh, marketable. She yeah. will always have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. amazing. That's amazing. So now, tell me, as a single mom with teenagers, like I know you run into struggles all the time. Uh, yeah. So, like, what's <laughs> one of the biggest struggles that you probably run into just raising, especially teenagers? I think right now my biggest struggle is they both work. Mm-hmm. And so praise God. I, I love the um, fact that a mama is making their kids work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they have to they gotta come off some money every every paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta put money, you know, in the house. Yeah. Not a whole lot. I just have them do twenty five dollars out of each paycheck. So mm-hmm. really, you know, between the two I get a hundred dollars a month. But mm-hmm. it pays for, you know, gas or whatever. But I think my biggest issue now is because they work and it's and I work, I, I also have a part-time job. So between my schedule, my work schedule and their work schedule, getting them to and from work and coordinating that. And if I'm at work, I got to get somebody else to pick them up or drop them off. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, sure that's yeah. yeah, overwhelming. <laughs> that's a yes. bit merch. Yes. Now, if you don't mind me asking you, you were once married, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, what was it hard like transitioning from married life and having another person there with you to help with your kids initially and then having to transition into being the single mom yeah it was it was an adjustment it mm-hmm. it was an adjustment um it was more of an adjustment with help physical help than it was financially mm-hmm. um that's another podcast about <laughs> <laughs> That situation, because yes. uh, uh, brother man don't think he has to work all the time. But anyway, but gotcha. yeah, it was the it was just having that hands on help, uh, and then with them being so small, um, I actually opened my first salon and I coordinated it. So I would be able to have my children with me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when my daughter turned eight, she had to have her tonsils and adenoids removed. And so it was just a blessing that I was self-employed and I didn't have to take any time mm-hmm. off work. Right. And so I went to one of my girlfriends who has a daycare and I was like, hey, do you have a cot that I can buy? And she <laughs> right. was like, 
you can just have a cot. Mm-hmm. Just come and get it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to keep my daughter with me and make sure she got her medication, you know, her pain medication, her antibiotics, mm-hmm. you know, and she could sleep. I can make sure she ate. Um, and so she was with me all day, but she was tucked off in the kids' room. That's mm-hmm. what I called it. Um, and I had to set up, you know, TV, uh, v- well, at that time, VCR. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't so much DVDs at that right, time. But right. yeah, so I, it, it was just having that hands-on help i couldn't really rely on him for help mm-hmm. um because he's a jerk but got you yeah. and I think, i'm gonna stop there <laughs> when you point that out i think what i noted when you mentioned that is that no matter what you're going through god always got you yeah because you, know, you said you were self-employed and you're like i didn't have the physical help but god's like you don't need it i got you right mm-hmm. you know right and i and i you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of single mothers have to realize that. Like, mm-hmm. I may be alone, but I'm not alone. That's I'm right. not alone. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So now, um, another more in-depth question. Not So would you say, like, when, he, when you all divorced, like, did he just, like, totally go away? Like, did the help, like... Mm, he didn't totally go away. I think with my situation, he was... Um, he was angry that i left him mm-hmm. um and just a little bit of background on why i left him um he was he was an abusive man he was mm-hmm. physically abusive he was verbally abusive um he was sexually abusive uh so i i think he was more angry with me and so i think he kind of took it out on the kids mm-hmm. that you know that whole Cause he's, he still would, you know, call me and like, I still want to be with him. I'm like, dude, I tried to give you chance after chance. And it was, I don't know. I think he, it didn't, reality didn't hit him until I was like chucked up the deuces. Like, dude, I'm out. I moved across town. Mm -hmm. Didn't tell him where I lived at. None of that. Mm -hmm. So I think with him, I think, I think he just was pissed at me. Yeah. Yeah. He was just pissed. So I got you. I got you. So now tell us how, how did you have. What what gave you your strength, like, to walk away from a situation that was so bad? I mean, you survived abuse on multiple levels, and then now you got to raise two small kids. Like, what what would, what gave you your strength? Like, what? I mean, you? I mean, obviously, God is. You know, I for the longest, I felt well, my I felt like this. I married him for better or for worse, mm-hmm. you know, and that was my that was my frame of mind. It was for better or for worse. But I'm like, you know what? This man done cheated on me. This man done beat me down. You know, I've been spat on. I've been, mm. I've even been urinated on. Oh and he, he was, I'm telling you, I have been through it. I mean, mm. so I just like, you know, one day I'm like, you know what? I'm out of here. I mm-hmm. called my mom. I was like, I need you to help me find a place. Mm-hmm. I, my uncle got me a U-Haul truck and, I bounced mm-hmm. and I never looked back. You know, sometimes um, sometimes women go back to their abuser. You know, they feel like, oh, well, you know, because that's where the financial. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's where the financial stability, mm-hmm. you know, may be or just the stability within itself. But I was like, Mm-mm, nope, I'd rather live in a one bedroom shack and me and my kids sleeping in the same bed mm-hmm. than to go back to this man yeah mm-hmm. yeah do you well, feel like that drew you closer to god going oh absolutely being a single mother? absolutely yeah. i i don't you know sometimes i look back and i just think like how did i even 
how did I even make it through that? Like, how do I even make it out of all that without being crazy, like crazy, like without losing my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, and it would be times, of course, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that like I was just perfectly, you know, okay, that I didn't have breakdown moments, you know, because I'm, I'm a very emotional person anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see you crying. I don't even know why you're crying and I'm gonna cry. Right. (laughs) Right. It's just me. So, um, you know, I did have my moments where, you know, I broke down, but I felt like with my when it came to, when it came to Danielle and Donovan, like I had to love them double time. Mm-hmm. I had to love them more. I had to love them. I had to give them the double portion of love because they weren't getting it from their father. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were getting it, but it was it was very sporadic. Yes. So um, I just, you know, I thank God. I mean, my church family um, just, you know. Sometimes my pastor would just be all up in my Kool-Aid and I'm, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is what made this is, I just, it just came to me because y'all have a little, I, I think I have a little short term memory loss because some things I just, I have pushed so far back into my mind. I don't even want to remember it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this just, you know, Holy Spirit just gave me this, that it was a sermon that was preached at church because I had been praying and asking God, you know, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Am I supposed to leave? Lord, you gave me this husband. And, you know, I said my vows for better or for worse. So one Sunday, one of the associate ministers preached, and I don't remember the scripture, but it was rise, take up your mat and walk. That's mm-hmm. that's all I can remember. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was about the the man that was laying at the, you know, at the pool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it was an angel that came every year and would touch the pool. And somebody, whoever was the first one in the pool would be made whole. He was lame, mm-hmm. um, crippled. So um, he never could make it into the pool. Somebody would always beat him. Mm-hmm. So um, finally, you know, Jesus comes and, you know, so, you know, don't you want to be made whole? And he's like, well, yeah, but, you know, somebody, you know, always beats me to it. And so he just told him, rise, take up your mat and walk. You know, you've been made whole. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, Lord, you talking to me? Is this for me? Okay. Lord, I just need to be crystal clear. Like I need a red flashing neon sign that says, mm-hmm. leave, leave, leave. Right. <laughs> yes. Because I want it to be crystal. Like most women are like that. Yeah. Yes. I want it to be crystal clear. Fast forward to the next Sunday, my pastor's, one of my pastor's brother was visiting and he preached at the second service. Mm-hmm. Same scripture. Mm. Wow. He lived in New York. There was yeah. no way mm-hmm. that right. he knew right. what uh, Reverend Garnett preached the Sunday prior. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was it. I couldn't get out of church fast enough before I called my mom and was like, I need you to help me find a place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was my confirmation yep. there. So mm-hmm. I was Man, when I say I was ghost town, I was ghost town. I was wow. out of there. I feel like wow. confirmations comes in threes. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he'll talk to your spirit. Yep. He'll get, send a messenger to mm-hmm. confirm it. And then as women, we're like, I don't know. Right. We always that need that, that little extra. Right. Yeah. 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 Little extra. And then you're just like, okay, now I get it now. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I admire the fact that you just had the strength to walk away because there are so many women in positions like yours that will still stay Mm -hmm. because they'll find a reason. They'll come up with some reason or excuse. Like Mm -hmm. I got to be here, especially when it comes down to kids. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm a single parent. Again, I was never married. My kids are both birthed out of really wacky situations. But you know, one thing that I know I always struggled with was, Oh man, I always, I just want my kids to have that father. I want my kids to have their dads. I want them to, I want there to be a relationship. Like, I don't want my daughters growing up and not knowing what it's like Mm -hmm. to have a daddy. Mm -hmm. And so, 
I even found myself and I was never I wasn't in relationship with either one of my children's fathers, but I always found myself like coming up with excuses to ignore the fact that they really weren't being supportive and weren't being there for their kids. Mm-hmm. But I always tried to find a reason to still try to make it happen. Right. Yeah. And it got to a point where it was starting to just wear me wear me down so mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. because I kept running into the rejection. Mm-hmm. And so not only am I dealing with my kids' rejection at this point, but then I'm feeling rejected and right. all I'm trying to do is get you to be around your kids. Right. <laughs> like, right. And so I admire a woman who can have the strength to be like, no, I got to walk away from this. And at the end of the day, find a reason to still, like you said, give your kids that extra love because mm-hmm. I get it. A lot of women are afraid to be a single mother. Mm-hmm. It ain't easy. It can be scary. It's not a job for the faint of heart. I'm no, telling no. you. I'm no, telling you. It's not. I'm like, I feel like God gives single women that supernatural strength Absolutely. and their weakness. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example of his strength is made perfect yes. in your weakness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's like the theme I think of any single mom's yes. life yes. right there. Yes. Because we do. We run into a lot of seasons where we weak and mm-hmm. we just don't have that. We feel like we just don't have nothing left to fight with right like i've ran into one too many days where i'm like i got nothing yeah i got nothing i'm looking at two little girls who were i remember at me. those days yes for you, you. <laughs> yes you do because i called you crying i didn't call you a couple times crying about <laughs> yeah. it yeah like and i just i remember like just hands up god i got nothing mm-hmm. All I got left prostrate. Yeah. I yes, remember being just prostrate. Out. Like, like, Lord, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to just lay here. Yep. And then <laughs> your turn. Like, that's you, it. That's you, it. We're going to give God, you got it. Like, because yeah. we got nothing left. I, absolutely and, nothing. And, and I know, like, it get, it mentally is draining. Men- mm-hmm. Emotionally, it's painful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I mean, even now, like, and I, everybody knows at this point, I'm cool raising my kids by mm-hmm. myself. Like, I got right. peace in raising my children alone. <laughs> right. But even sometimes, but it took you right now, to get to that point. It do- yeah. yeah. Take you my oldest is about to turn 12. Uh, girl, I know. <laughs> she's like, she's going to the seventh grade? She's going to the seventh grade. Oh, oh my dear. lord. Oh my god, Rachel. And that's the, that's the one you call chocolate chip. That girl, when I tell you the last day of school, I'm in a car. She's here now. I just want to hug her. I know. Last day of school, which was on Thursday, mm-hmm. in the car, I just looked at her. And I just start crying. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, you're old. <laughs> she, she said, Mom, I'm not old. I'm only 11. I'm yeah. like, I'm almost 12. I was like, you don't understand. Girl, wait till she turns oh 13. Right. I'm scared. Y'all, I'm scared. Y'all better be praying for me. <laughs> Rachel, what would you recommend to single mothers listing as far as recommendation, maybe you know, domestic violence help, like even in the city or just national hotlines or something like that, or even just spiritually, what would you recommend to them if they've just been placed in this position or if they currently been in this position? Like what would be your recommendations? I'm going to tell you what was a godsend for me was the legacy house. Okay. Mm. Is that here? It's here in Indianapolis. We're in Indianapolis, by the way, for those. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, the legacy house in Indianapolis, it is, it, it's under the Marion County health department. And, you know, now when you go to the doctor, they ask you, do you feel safe at home? Yes. Do you feel safe at home? Yes. You know, do you feel safe at home? So Say no if you don't. If right. you do not, uh, seriously, anyone that's listening, if you do not feel safe at home, there is help for you. Absolutely. And, you know, just step out and... I mean, it's, it's so much help. No one is judging you. Mm-hmm. No one is, you know, going to look down their nose. And if they are, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is definitely help. I'd rather you, you know, be a little emotionally or, you know, physically or um, uh, emotionally or uh, verbally damaged than to be physically damaged to, to the point where you can't, 
you know, you you gone up out of here. Yeah. But um, the Legacy House was was a, a godsend for me. So um, I didn't even realize that I still was um, recovering from all the things that I um, went through with my with the the person that abused me. Um, he's he does. I, I'm trying to remove my from it because he does not belong to me. Mm-hmm. So. Let me rephrase. So it helped me get. Uh, it helped me to realize um, everything that I went through. I, that I needed help uh, from the person that abused me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say my abuser. I used to say my abuser, mm-hmm. but he don't belong to me. Right. I don't want no attachments to him. Mm-hmm. Um, in that instance, you know, I know he's, you know, my fa- my children's father. You know, he's my ex husband. But I like to, you know. <laughs> I like to name him the person who abused me. Yes. So, um, you know, because we'll, we'll take that into our spirit. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. He don't belong to me. I don't right. want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but yes, the Legacy House. Um, so, they help victims of um, violent crimes. Um, you know, if you've uh, witnessed a violent crime, if you've been a victim of a violent crime, domestic violence, you know, those that have... Uh, I have two uh, good girlfriends. Uh, it's been some years, but their mother um, was murdered. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I try, I, you know, let them know about the, but they help people like that too. Okay. Not just domestic violence. Sure. Um, you know, which Any is, type of trauma is what it, it is like. domestic yeah. violence, you know, because, yeah. Yeah. you know, their mother sustained yeah. that, you know, God mm-hmm. rest her soul. But, you know, that was, that was a big help for me. Um, and I just did that like within the last two years, mm-hmm. um, just being able to, um, talk to someone and when I tell you my counselor man phenomenal mm-hmm. you know God knows exactly what you need mm-hmm. and it's when you need it when you need yeah. it mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because um, she's an older black woman she's in church very relatable we even have the same birthday wow Lord, wow! <laughs> we even have the same yeah. birthday, so you know it's. I think that, and then just getting in with some type of agency, and you know, once you you know kind of get your foot in the door, door, foot in the door with that, then there's other. You know, they can reach out to other um, resources. You mm-hmm. know, to help mm-hmm. in any whatever your because per- every every situation is not cookie cutter. Right, it's not cookie cutter. So you know, if you need the help. Um, you know, there's so many agencies out here that will help uh, domestic violence uh, victims. Um, what's the one on Meridian? I'm Julian drawing. Center. Julian Center, mm-hmm. Coburn Place mm-hmm. um, are the ones that come to my mind right oh, off the top. And then there's, a, there's also uh, the, oh my gosh, what, Will and Mission for Women. Mm. Oh, okay. On the okay. south side. <gasps> That's also a resource for domestic violence victims. Now, they have like an in-house type of situation but they also give resources for people who mm-hmm. maybe don't need a place to stay right um and they also help with children yeah um, i volunteered there a few times mm-hmm. and the julian center actually has helped me in my own little yeah situations that I've i mean these these agencies are so resourceful mm-hmm. um and like i said you know no one is looking down on you i think for me uh it was a matter of shame i was embarrassed you know the enemy had me convinced don't mm-hmm. you tell nobody right. you know don't tell That's nobody right. ain't nobody gonna want to come and get their makeup done Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. they they're gonna be like, oh, you let that man, you know, right. jump on you like that. You mm-hmm. stupid. You mm-hmm. know, the enemy had me convinced mm-hmm. not to say anything, and That's so right. 
I was watching the news, and I tell this story every year. I was watching the news, and there was a news story about a young woman that was murdered in front of her two babies by her children's father. Mm-hmm. And apparently there had been some history of domestic violence. And um, I sat there, and I watched that news story, and I got so emotional. I was mm-hmm. just boo-hooing, y'all. It it just, I didn't even know the girl. Mm-hmm. But I just, it just took me back to that moment, you know, those moments that I experienced. And so um, I just, you know, finally took to Facebook and I was just like, you know, you know, I'm a a victim of domestic violence, you know, but I don't even say victim. I'm a survivor. And then my counselor was like, you're not even a survivor no more. You're a thriver. That's right. That's right. So I said I went from victim to survivor to thriver. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's That's why you're here with us today. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. Absolutely. I'm I'm grateful. So grateful that you're here, Rachel. And I thank you for your transparency. I thank you for your story because I know we do have single moms that listen. And I know because we have listeners from all over the place, all over the U.S., all over the country and i know that somebody is going through something and of course they feel that that feeling of embarrassment they Mm -hmm. feel the enemy is tricking them to believe that they can't tell and they can't get away Mm -hmm. and they gotta stay and when we do and every single mother that has a child like you do not have to be stuck as a single mom this woman has started a business. I'm going after a big dream. Like, just single mama don't mean you can't go. It does not, y'all. You can it doesn't. go. It you doesn't. Go. Don't let that be, you know, don't let that be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got, you got to get creative in your, you know, how you live your life and, you know, how you work that thing. You know, yeah. you just got to get creative, you know, and, and ask God to to guide you. I mean, he, you know, he'll, he'll pop some stuff in your mind. You'll be like, Oh, you know what, God, that's the bomb right there. That's That's the bomb. I ain't even think of that. That's the see, Lord. That's why you it. That's That's why you the King of Kings. That's right. (laughs) So we hope you all have been, Super duper blessed by this episode. Of course, if you have any questions about anything that we mentioned or any of the resources that we uh, provided, feel free to contact us again at adamsbridgepodcast at gmail.com. And we will gladly, gladly help you with anything that you may need. Um, And if it's just prayer, we got you. So, again, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Rachel, for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. We love you. I love you, girl. I love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, thank you guys so much. Um, And just tune in with us next week. Peace out.